Welcome everyone to our podcast, Tariq Utakhleet, where we will talk about our cultural monuments and their importance. Our monuments and historical sites are quite important and vital part for our culture as they represent the true meaning and a true heritage and background. Pakistan's culture is very diverse and rich because of its rich history. The Mughal monarchies and kings who have ruled over this area, which is known as Pakistan, have left their mark for constructing huge memorials which are still standing today. But the fault in our part is the fact that we as people who live in Pakistan as its residents, as its population, are completely neglecting these sites which are leading to their deterioration and their destruction, which is heavily impacting our own culture and identity. We are removing our, uh, our own history traces from this world. So that's what we'll be talking about and we will be further dividing the, this issue of negligence in our historical sites to its core. First of all, uh, let's introduce ourselves so that you can know through our voices. I am Laiwa Osman and Saman. I am Saman Kashar. And Tareem. I am Tareem Chima. Our main purpose of this podcast is to create awareness among people that our historical sites are are being destroyed at such a high rate that uh, that is heavily causing our culture to be ruined as well. What are your views, Simon, on this? Yes, I totally agree with you, Naiba, that there is a less awareness of institutes and there are not many institutes which can provide a base for the monuments of Pakistan. So the importance of those monuments are because of this reason, it's being eroded and uh, no one's taking that much good care of it. So that makes that makes it all for why there's no much importance and there's no much of money much left in Pakistan. Yeah, true. Exactly. Moreover, uh, these institutes that visit are only for the literate and the urban uh, area. Uh, because illiterate people care about more of the basic needs like fooding, uh, food, clothing, shelter, etc., rather than preservation of the culture or something together as a nation. Because Pakistan is a less economic developed country, uh, not many people focus on that many facts because many people in Pakistan are kind of they need more education, and over here it's they focus. Some people who are rich enough to get education, but other people who are poor, they are left behind because they do not receive any education. Exactly, continuing that point, uh, it is found that only 25% of this huge MF population, only 25% of literate people are found in Pakistan, while the rest 75% uh, percent of those uh, of people are illiterate. They do not have gained education. Furthermore, the lack of education has led them to be financially unstable and hence prioritizing their basic needs. This is uh, uh, such a critical issue, the lack of awareness. Secondly, uh, under the negligence, we have seen over years that a constant blame game is playing among the people, the residents of Pakistan and the government, where no one is taking the blame where uh, the government blames the people that you are the ones who are destroying these sites and are obliterating your culture and your history background. And while on the other hand, people are blaming government that you have not made institutes, you are not working, in, uh, and you're not working to preserve these sites. It's your fault. 
but this constant taking uh, constant blaming each other has led to no progress over time yes exactly the government it the government blames the people and the people blame the government they need to work as a community in order to safeguard the importance of pakistan and the monuments that are created over here otherwise if they keep blaming each other then uh, no one will own up in the end and the end the monuments will be will be deteriorated like that yeah. exactly as the time to blame each other has gone by because now we see that our culture is deteriorating at such a rate that in a few years we'll be totally low we'll be totally losing our culture so i think that we should, the time has started to take action rather than blaming each other yeah and i think that if the government owns first then the people slowly, slowly will own up themselves as well otherwise if the government won't start then i don't think the people will start as well exactly because the people think that the government are higher ups and therefore they should be the ones taking action since they have the resources and everything to uh, continue this argument uh, i uh, what i think that we should divide it into two concepts one where uh, one which would be public public opinion upon government that why the people think the government is at fault whereas the uh, other point would be why the government think people at so, so first of all let's discuss why the government think the public is at fault of uh, ruining our culture in these sites one of the reason government thinks that public is at fault is because of the social cultural constraint so uh, tarim would you like to elaborate on this point sure uh, so first of all this is like uh, because islamization has taken over and is growing day by day so people uh, are more uh, relating to saving religious uh, sites rather than historical sites uh, religion and culture are coming in each other's way and this is that the public thinks that if we preserve and try to preserve our culture we will be getting away from our religion so people prefer more to uh, preserve Yeah, and uh, talking about Pakistan itself, Pakistan is a multicultural area where there are diverse range of people. If we talk uh, before 1947, uh, before partition of Pakistan, Pakistan and India used to be uh, together. Therefore, many of the Hindus and Sikh temples are built in areas where Pakistan is uh, is present now. Furthermore, there was a time when British used to rule over Pakistan. and uh, during that time there had been christians living in pakistan and uh, in the old india which uh, had pakistan and india combined together therefore building of churches and everything stayed and remained here but uh, yeah uh, and uh, in islamization since pakistan is a majority of muslim population much of the higher ups are muslims as well they think that uh, neglecting those sites such as the hindu temples and the sikh temples is fine but it's not fine even though the people are in a minority they still remain over here those temples are related to their own uh, historical and cultural background they are as important uh, these sites are as important to them as our own monuments are important to us Okay, government in Pakistan they need to prioritize their needs as in they they can't just they don't have free taking other people's needs they need to take on their country's needs as well in order to make sure that there are no clashes in between any job that is very necessary for Pakistan yeah uh, continue under social cultural constraint the constraint 
there um, is an issue uh, that resides in there is constant urbanization and modernization. Uh, what are your views regarding this, Saman? When it comes to socially, the uh, thing is that there is also a lot of, uh, when it comes to cleanliness, there's a lot of, um, not it's not clean the place over here, and this causes the monuments, obviously, after time to erode away, and people like, for the tombs that are made in Pakistan, their uh, rock is being used for other monuments, so then that way the tombs are breaking, and that's not good as they are being eroded, and that obviously means that the importance of Pakistan is also being eroded. Exactly. Continuing that, giving an example that uh, before uh, all this modern and there was the Western influence started to increase in Pakistan, much of the family system was the fact where large families used to live together in Havelis. Havelis are basically like huge homes with different rooms that was uh, that was able to accommodate large number of people. But uh, since modernization continued to happen, people adapted to nuclear family system where there are only now two parents, like the mother and the father, and their own children, which has led to the forgetfulness of Havelis. Like rarely any Havelis are found in Pakistan anymore. Yes, exactly. Even now, uh, thing is that uh, the monuments are also being taken away because now families and the population has increased so much that now they need to make their own residences over there. So they take down these monuments in order to make their own homes as priorities. Exactly. Furthermore, uh, there is that constant segregation of rich and poor, where uh, the rich like to reside and build their own houses and buildings in areas that are much more modern, nice, such as you can find the DHA phases and the Bahia phases. Majority of the rich people live over there, and much of the resources uh, are much of the resources and industrialization happens over there with constant development. But then, uh, which only leaves behind the poor residing in areas, in older areas, and those are the same older areas where our monuments reside. And uh, these poor are the ones who are illiterate, coming back to the point of lack of awareness. These illiterate people prioritize food and basic necessities of preservation. Therefore, an airy atmosphere is formed in such places, adding to the oldness of these buildings and increasing an aspiration for the development of modern buildings rather than these old buildings. The thing is that over here, uh, the rich are more prioritized than the poor. So even if the poor do want to have studies and things like that, they don't, they don't, their voice is not heard because obviously the rich over here are first and they will do anything by giving their own money. So then um, they obviously will be more prioritized and they'll be at first everywhere. Here I'd like to add uh, this fact that um, when people used to live together in big families, as you said, Naima, in joint family system, everybody used to stay together and, uh, you know, cherish those old memories related to partition uh, or somewhere in the old 90s in the back. Like, so people used to talk about culture, they used to get rich stories related to the Mughal emperors and kings who have huge, beautiful buildings that are a part of our culture. So this is extremely missing. Exactly. Uh, do you uh, believe in this argument going on 
that uh, urbanization and modernization is heavily affecting our culture. With the uh, progressive use of electronics, as we know with the current generation and especially during the pandemic, the use of technology have taken have taken more and more. Uh, so basically, the concept of visiting these old sites is completely forgotten by the new generation. The fact is here that when you uh, when you stop visiting some sites and you stop giving them importance and seeing them as something very important for your own culture and heritage, they lose that importance in the eyes of others as well. Like if you are not proud of your own culture and if you do not appreciate these sites, then people in the foreign areas would not see these sites as important as well because you are not portraying it to them. So this lack of visiting is also adding to the negligence and uh, decreasing the importance in not only the country itself and the culture, but worldwide as well. Adding on to that, Naiva, uh, the thing is that the new government has so much otherwise to worry about, like the pandemic, that they are not getting much time to revisit these monuments so that they can figure out a way to restore them. And uh, now that and now that because of the pandemic, not many people are going out and much technology is being used so people don't bother visiting these areas. And then obviously as a result of that, um, people obviously must think that way that now because they're not in use, they should be taken down. Yeah. So uh, when you uh, stop giving importance to something, it's obvious that it's going to be, expresses are going to be removed from the world. Therefore, neglecting these sites is heavily, heavily affecting them in our culture. Yes. So I was uh, adding that uh, as you're talking about this young generation, uh, who is the future of uh, the country, uh, who we have to take over. So we are the ones who have to preserve our culture in order to show the world what they, that this is another Another thing is that now the new generation, they are more towards new technologies, new things and they really don't care about monuments and old stuff. So obviously that way then the monuments and they are not giving that they're not given that much of an importance due to this reason. Yeah, and uh if you see with how uh, the, the generation has become, uh, you will find that those people who are interested in history or interested in preservation of culture or anything like that are seen as, how do you call it, in the nerds and the geeks. Like, you should appreciate these people. They are exactly. doing something for your culture. Like, they should not be degraded. Rather, they should be proud of that. Yes. These are our younger generation. These are the people who actually look forward to doing something for their own culture and their own country. The mindset of the people has to be changed. Being different nowadays is considered as something really odd. A person who would like to do things like that, who would like to study, who would like to discover new places, they are considered different people. And obviously in today's society, that's not like as people want others to be like them and not different so that obviously then in competition they are the same and not different. Yeah. Mindset needs to be changed really. Yes, exactly. We have been talking about public so far, but 
from as we ourselves are public and people regarding Pakistan, we believe that government, along with us being at fault, the government is at fault too. And uh, why people believe the government at being at fault for destroying our heritage and culture? It could be further divided into uh, different points as well. For example, the people say that the government does not provide enough institutes and education system that uh, uh, that provide lectures and that provide training for architectural programs. Like, uh, if you are blaming the public for, uh, and the younger generation that you are not working towards preserving a culture, but we uh, but the public has an argument against it that you do, uh, that the government do not provide us with such institutes that help us. Train in architectural department, and even if the government does provide this type of uh, knowledge, this type of, of like sites to go, they are quite expensive, and not many people can afford it. Like now in Pakistan, if you go to private schools, here the um, fees is so high that most people cannot afford their children to go there. Exactly. Exactly, and uh, we also have um, very poor, less job employment. For such people who have studied a lot about history and archaeology, we have really less jobs for them. And as we have no employment, so uh, people do not tend to go in this kind of studies. Yeah, uh, it is said to the number of graduates that uh, uh, that the architectural uh, institute provides is only one fifty per year. Like imagine spending so much money on your education and then only having a 20% chance of graduating. Therefore, people are not motivated to even uh, admission in such institutes. And now even the 20% right. is yes. not possible because um, due to this pandemic, not many people can be graduated like that. Furthermore, uh, uh, side the graduation uh, number, only four institutes are offered for architectural training program in such a huge country not like it's not as compared to us it's not huge but the population still resides in here is is huge but only four institutes are provided over there then how could you tell the public or how could the public easily access these institutes and uh, only one department of archaeology is found in the whole country and which is found in Peshawar. and keep in mind that Peshawar is not a city where much of the population resides in it's not one of the center population. And uh, moving to Peshawar, uh, many people would be less motivated if they want to preserve culture and work in the Department of Archaeology, but they have to move from their own homes to Peshawar. Yes, I totally agree with Malaiba because these institutes should be not only just be in Peshawar, but they should also be in more uh, important cities like Samabad, Lahore, and because over there there's more population and more people come there to visit so then they know that there are institutes over there regarding these matters. Exactly. And if you do say that yeah, uh, those people who graduate from these institutes uh, should be then helping in preservation of our culture. But majority of the departments that are uh, into archaeology consist of people who are unaware and unsincere or untrained and incompetent, such as the decision makers that include the uh, bureaucrats are not themselves aware of the heritage conservation. Like archaeology department uh, not only looks after preservation of our uh, 
of our old uh, architects, but they also look towards urbanization and making modern buildings. But the fact is that majority of the decision makers are more keen towards making modernized buildings and therefore are unaware of how their heritage uh, is needed to be conserved and how these historical sites would be affected. Adding on to that, not many people, not many people, especially adults, um, if to, are not enthusiastic about showing their youngers about these important these monuments as importance of Pakistan because because if, if they do I really believe that this will bring a big change in the mindsets of younger generation as so then they will be more um, they will be more looking forward to they will be more energetic about visiting monuments and old pictures like that uh, even if you think that the government provides us with institutes that uh, that work for the preservation and conservation of the uh, of these uh, of these historical sites, but when we talk about the funding that is provided to them and the resources that is provided to them, there the government uh, has corruption in the system. Like there's a lot of economic constraint uh, for these institutes and departments, which is limiting their work. Yes, exactly. Uh, it is said that uh, in 1987 to 88, 13 million rupees were to be allocated for the uh, preservation of these departments, from which 55% was meant for administration and to be uh, an establishment, and 28% uh, was used for miscellaneous expenditure, which only left behind only 17% to be utilized for the actual maintenance of historical monuments. So you could see the corruption that is involved in the system and uh, how even if the funds are provided to them, they're not used for the purpose they are said to be used for. Exactly, and as this is a time-taking and uh, delicate process, the conservation and preservation of uh, historical sites, people tend to lose their trust. Uh, by people, I mean uh, the officers and the authorities that are to be uh, that are held responsible for this. And as they lose the trust, they tend to just uh, leave uh, the processes and move on with something new. So this work remains as it is, uncomplete. Yeah, uh, in the present system of revenue generation, the present system of revenue generation and collection provides no incentive to those involved in heritage conservation. An example of that could be seen that in 1986, uh, rupees 5 million was generated from the source uh, from this source which amounts to 16% of the total budget for that year but uh, except for uh, that amount to be given and used for the preservation of these sites they were deposited in the central government treasury so not only the system uh, of providing funds is corrupted the government itself is corrupted and you could just open our news channel one day and you can find how much corruption is in our system already in the political field Henceforth, uh, the corruption system that is found in conservation and preservation of these sites is neglected. Like now, actions are taken for it. Rightly said. And uh, another factor is that the Department of Archaeology is based on annual budget proposal. So uh, by the time that uh, receipts and reports are made and then sent for approval for the for actions to be taken for conservation preservation of the sites, much of the less time uh, uh, is left for the actual work to do because there is a limit 
that when you send uh, the report for the approval, like there is a time limit, like till this, uh, till this date, we uh, we want to take actions and do something over here. But by the time the approval is given back, less time is done for the work. Therefore, much of the work is either left incomplete or is done in entirely poor manner. Yes, sir. And again, uh, for mismanagement, um, the, the work that are needed to be done are not done because not much time is given. And even if the time is given, the most of the time is taken by processing and saying and saying yes to things that can be done. Exactly. exactly. And then this game starts between uh, different governments and the public. This is a continuous and repetitive cycle. People blame the government, government blames the other government. And this way, nothing happens. Only blame can continues. Yes, it goes on and on. And uh, when we're talking about different institutes and different governments, there's a lot of administrative, lack of administrative coordination seen between uh, different institutes. Yes, as uh, when if the authorities are ready, then there is a lack of fund. Uh, from the government, if the government is ready, the authorities are not ready to work and they are not ready to take action. So, uh, due to lack of administrative cooperation, uh, the conservation and preservation of uh, historical sites and monuments comes to a halt. Yeah, and uh, when you talked about uh, different governments of different uh, provinces blaming each other, uh, an example that uh, I like to quote over here is that. Uh, the Punjab government, among all provinces, like if the Punjab government was working uh, on preservation or like it's said to be working for preservation and conservation of the Kamran's Baradri uh, in Lahore, and it was allocated a sum for protection and preservation of the historical monuments that were residing in it. But uh, the department which has expertise to provide guidelines for the conversation was not involved. So what had happened is that the Punjab government had been allocated funds that that would be used for the preservation of the sites that are located in Punjab, but those institutes that were that work for the preservation and conservation of the sites and who are aware and who are knowledgeable about this topic weren't even involved here. So how could you explain? Like without this coordination, that some uh, result could be achieved. Another thing is that now people are like those, those people who have made those monuments and the people who own those lands on which the monuments are made, they are so greedy that if somebody authors them or ask them that I will pay you this much money, you will give me the land, then I can use it for something else, they would gladly give it and they would obviously not care about the monuments at all. We need to realize the fact that this is a national uh, work, national thing, rather than be divided into different uh, states and provinces that this is not our work. We have to do it together as one nation. And uh, even if we uh, uh, forget the governments, there are further, if we divide the governments into further branches, there are different departments, such as the urbanization department, the tourist department, and uh, Various other departments are found, but their uh, coordination is not seen with the department that preserves this site. Like, for example, the department that looks after urbanization and making of new buildings uh, do not coordinate with the department that preserves these sites. 
when developing inner cities where majority of the historical monuments are located uh, much of the sites are destroyed like when you're making roads the uh, the urban department do not look after the fact that if some roads are ma being made what could be the impact on the historical sites residing over here an example of that is the chubuji uh, is the chubuji case going on on the orange stream exactly uh, the punjab government had decided to demolish the chubuji chowk in order to complete the track for the orange stream that hasn't even started yet but we were on just uh, we were just on the verge of destroying one of uh, one of the marvels of history one of the most important uh, historical sites that uh, even if we, uh, the government, the, the people in the government themselves are people of Pakistan. Their own culture and history is linked to those sites, yet they're determined to destroy them. Yeah. If we talk about even your departments, such as the tourism department, like they uh, work on building motels and restaurants near these areas of historical sites as a source of their earnings, but their uh, carelessness and uncoordinated development of work engages the monuments heavily. Like uh, when people go for touring uh, these areas and our monument sites, much of the uh, building uh, heritage site is left destroyed because of how the policies are not being followed by the people. And sometimes policies aren't even developed and the laws aren't even made that are to be followed like uh, vandalism and rubbish heavily impacts the sites. So uh, through our discussion, we were able to highlight the fact as to how negligence is leading to deterioration of our own culture and these historical sites and actions are needed to be taken aside. It is not only the government is at fault, the public themselves is at fault. Hence the blame game and excuses could not be made that that person is at fault or this person is at fault. Every person, it's each and every person's duty to look after their own heritages and their own architectural monuments. I really believe that we should stop the blame game now because at least somebody will have to take charge in order to restore the monuments. And obviously, as a result, the as a result, the importance of also restored. Yeah. So today we talked about negligence and how it's impacting our culture and our identity. In the next episode, we'll meet you with further issues that our monuments are facing. Till then, we'll like to take our leave.